My name is Emma Martin, and this is the Lazy Keto Mum Podcast. If you are looking for help with keto and low carb, you have come to the right place. Hey guys, it's Emma Martin. I'm the Lazy Keto Mum, and I am joined by a very, very special guest. She's super inspiring. Her name is Melissa Chow, and she is from Chow Goodness, and they're based in Sydney. They are a brand that has the most yummy granola, but there's all kinds of other things as well. Melissa's going to come up with her family and talk at Keto Retreat and teach us some cooking. We've just been talking about foods and I'm hungry. I don't get this hungry this early. (laughs) Hello, Melissa. How are you? Hi, Emma. Thanks for having me. Nice to speak to you. Really? Yeah. We've been chatting for a bit, but we haven't actually (laughs) spoken, which is great. Yep, and I'll finally see you in July. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. So exciting. So <laughs> what's happening months. in your world? How's your family? Weekend with the kid and kids' parties and all that, and, and then back to business on Monday. Yep. So you're having a little bit of a break. How's the food at the kids' parties? Mm, it was a bit of a mind-blowing kind of, uh, you know, big question mark because here we are trying to eat low carb and, and the adults can't eat anything unless you're going to peel off the white bread off the ham and cheese sandwich. And there's probably some kind of, I don't think it's butter, it's probably just margarine. And then kids are eating sugars, macaroons, fairy bread, sprinkles, chocolates and a huge birthday cake and lots of chips. Mm. All the stuff that we just always used to eat, I suppose. I don't think we realised quite what it was doing to our brains and our kids' brains, like when did that moment come for you? Like what ha- what's in your background that made you realise that stuff maybe not so good? Mm, happened to me at, back in 2016 when I met a naturopath and she took me on a low-carb change. Mm-hmm. And that was when I realised that my office pantry had the worst snacks. <laughs> so like, I mean, in Singapore back then, uh, when I was working in Singapore, we had like just crackers with peanut butter, potato chips, mummy, mummy noodles, just like processed food. It's all processed food and, you know, chips on chips, on, on, on carbs, on sugar. Hello Panda, just chocolate stuffed Panda biscuits or, or strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> the strawberry ones, I love the strawberry ones back then. <laughs> but I never thought to read the label until I saw my naturopath. I was like, what the? So she was obviously fairly aware. Like, what did she say to you? She actually gave me a diet plan to follow mm-hmm. with some restrictions. And then she made me read labels. And she said, if you find something in the shops, take a photo and message me and I'll speak to you about it. Right. So what sort yep. of things was she picking on the labels? She was picking on the hidden names of sugars. Uh-huh. Yep, that's one. And uh-huh. also a lot of starches are just used as thickeners to give you mouth feel. Just to make you feel like, oh yeah, this is good because it's thick and and you know crumbly or just nice and fills up. Yeah, yeah, texture is really important when it comes to food, and I think that's sometimes where people fail when they're baking, trying to bake keto or low carb, and it just doesn't quite have that same thing that they're used to. So I know you guys make the most amazing snacks and things. Like, what did she say to do as like replacements, or did she just say stay away from them? What was her advice? Back then in 2016, she would only allow stevia. Really? 
Yeah, she said only stevia. So she probably wasn't familiar with xylitol or erythritol yet. Yeah. Yeah, but over time, I think she also came to know about them. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you what do you cook with these days? Like when you're making your snacks, do you choose different ones for different things? Yes, I do because every retro usually gives you a cooling sensation. And I think for baked goods, normally xylitol is best. Yeah. 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 And of course, mong fruit has its wonders too. Yeah, definitely. Because that's a Chinese kind of ancient plant. Fruit. Yeah, it's a fruit. And if you dif- extract different parts of the mong fruit, you get a different taste and a different color. So that's why you really? get browner looking sugar versus wider looking sugar. Yeah. I always wondered what that was. I'm like, what are they adding to make this look like raw sugar? But it's from the different part of the plant. Yeah, Lakanto will give you all the answers. Yeah, I met him the other day up at the markets, the product development guy. Yeah, how was he? Uh, Really interesting to talk to. Taught me heaps about why stevia can be bitter when you bake it because it's a leaf. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we had all those conversations. So tell me. When you started doing, like, why did you go see the naturopath in the first place? Like, what what was the catalyst for you? You'll never believe it, but, um, you know, I was so much more overweight than anyone around me. And all my colleagues, we would run after work and I could run further. I could run longer and I would eat lesser, but they would run shorter distances and and not run or, and then they'll eat lots. But they were all slim, slim and perfect, you know, and that like drove me insane. Why am I working so hard and I've got all the stamina, I've got all the flexibility, but not them. And I'm eating so well, like, you know, maybe chicken breast and, and broccoli and, and eggs. But they were having like, you know, in Singapore, you have like chow kway teow, fried hall fun, you know, and all that. And, and they were fine. And they were still eating ice cream in between all their meals and bubble tea, 100% sugar. <laughs> so you were kind of like, what the heck is going on with me? Yeah, life is just not fair sometimes. Yep. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you went to the naturopath for answers? Yes, I did. It was through a referral because my friend went and she lost some weight and she looked so much better and happier. So I, I, I spoke to her and then she recommended me to the naturopath. She's Sydney trained, but she's really based in Singapore now with oh, her family. Wow. Mm. Okay. So yep. you originally went for fat loss. What, what, what did you see? Like what happened? I saw the drop in the scales and also for me, the toughest was uh, resisting temptation Mm. because everyone around you would be eating something that you can't eat. Yeah. And then they'd be like, why? What what are you avoiding? It's just fruits anyway. I was like, but that's durian. They're like, but durian is a very healthy fruit. Yeah. Okay. Google it. Yes. Google tells you, yes, durian is a healthy fruit. And and my biggest argument with people is uh, that uh, fruits is natural sugar. It's not going to hurt you. You you will digest it better. Yes, that's very highly possible. But it is still sugar, and it still contributes to how how many grams you you take per day. Absolutely. So you pick your fruits wisely. Yeah. Have you got any favorites for low carb? I usually like blackberries, but they're expensive now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strawberries are a little cheaper now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you stick to your berries mostly. Yes, I do. I stick to my berries. But I know that persimmon season is coming up. So, yeah. So I think we might, you know, have a small slice. It's really good. <laughs> I think that's kind of how we're supposed to eat. Like my mango tree, you know. A, a oh, you have one ago. at home. Yeah, yeah. I had mango because it's growing in my backyard. And I think that's actually how we're supposed to eat. So we're supposed to eat seasonal. 
But I think <laughs> these days when things get shipped around the world, you know, we get oranges from Florida and Australia and, you know, it's that can't be good, right? Just keep thinking about what they've put on them and in them to make them last out of season. So yep. what else What else did you see? You lost some weight. What else did you see when you went to see the naturopath? I also definitely could exercise even better. Okay. Yep. And I know it was hard, it was hard because I started to think, oh my God, why is everyone else eating different? And I started to panic when I had social meetings, mm-hmm. yeah, fam- family gatherings or something. So the solution was to try to pick a place where you could control what's in the food. Like if you go to a sushi place, you can have salads and sashimi, right? If, if you go to a Korean barbecue, you just pick the plain meats and wrap it in lettuce. Yeah. And if you go to a friend's party, say, I'll make something and it's something I can eat. Yep. Oh, they're really good tips. So that's what you did. You looked for replacements? Yes. And until today, I still make replacements for as many gatherings as I can. And people usually love the food and be like, oh, really? It's low carb? You know, like, oh, okay. I don't think they even really know most of the time. No, they just give me their weird look if I don't eat that that sausage with rice or, or that mac and cheese. So I'm the weirdo. Not for long, you're not. I think there's a big movement happening towards real food and, and going fairly low carb and people are understanding that low carb or keto might ne- not necessarily be a fad, but it's about dropping that sugar like you were talking about before. So you're um, you're obviously, for those of you listening, you probably can't see, you can probably hear Melissa's accent. She's from Singapore, but is is Chinese and Thai background. So she has a really eclectic mix of food styles, I suppose. So what kind of meals do you make for your family? Mm, Usually, if it's just a quick one, it's just, you know, throw on a chicken or, or a steak and then a vegetable. So that's very simple stuff. But there are days when we can make like tom yum. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think they're good with pork or chicken. Sometimes some seafood as well. Yeah, we do tom yum and then we can do like yang wong sen, which is vermicelli salad. Oh, yum. Yeah, so it fills you up. It gives you lots of minced meat and, and some veggies. Oh, wait, let's make that at the retreat <laughs> for lunch. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll work I on a recipe. and then. <laughs> The secret is to use good chili and also, yeah, and coriander, coriander, yep. Okay, well, we'll have to make some spicy and some not too spicy. Okay. <laughs> so young, I think you can't, it has to be spicy, doesn't it? Moderately spicy, yep. Okay, right. yes. we, we will have the spice debate when we're not recording this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Might have to make a half and half. So tell me. Okay, so you saw that you were starting to make good choices. Like what, did anything happen to your brain or your family when you started making these choices? I think brain clarity. It wasn't a problem to begin with, but I did see an improvement later on. Mm. Definitely no more after lunch crash from from all that sugar high from eating rice or noodles. No more of that. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I think I was more alert, more focused. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a plus. And in terms of family, you were saying, um, I don't think it's easy to convert anybody. Mm. Mm. But my husband has been very supportive. So he he just follows whatever I eat because I cook, right? Yep. Yep. So he eats what he's given. (laughs) 
yes, he is. And and he's also, you know, he has metabolic metabolic disease just like I do as well. So we're on the bigger side and and we, we choose to do exercises and all that. Okay. Yep. So you saw sort of quite a lot of improvements. And then what what did you what inspired you to start your business? Oh, that's because of what's in the supermarkets. If you just pick up a snack, you know, there's not going to be a low cup potato chip. Come on, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no like sugar-free oats, you know, oat clusters. No way. Yeah. As much as we want to eat whole food and real food, but we know that we always need, you know, a kitchen or an oven or some some fire. Yeah. But if you want to bring a snack with you on the go, it's going to be an apple, you know, or, or some berries in a cold bag. Yeah. But I wanted something I could reach into, you know, like whether it's freshly roasted nuts or or just granola. So that's why we came up with this granola concept, which my husband loved. Yeah, yeah. he made me made a gr- make a granola for him. Yeah, and it's really good. They, all the flavours were so, so good. I'm looking forward to eating some more of those. What else, What do you find you like? What are your best sellers? Is it mostly the granola? What else? Now you do a yogurt? We do a coconut yogurt. But at the moment, we are only able to ship it around our surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. We also have a chocolate hazelnut spread. It's made of 66% hazelnuts. Oh, yum. So actually, yes, it's good for you. Yeah, it's, it's like two-thirds nuts. Not like others. If, if you go read the labels, it's probably like 10 to 15%. And we use coconut oil, by the way. Yeah, Beautiful. organic virgin coconut oil, not canola, not palm. Yeah, oil is important. Lovely. Tell me more about why you're choosing to use those oils. So if you, there's always a price point, of course. Good oils work better for your body. So coconut oil has more medium chain triglycerides, MCPs. Mm-hmm. Yep, they really help you to, you know, pump up your metabolism. Yeah, that's one of the reasons, and also because your your body processes it easily. Mm-hmm. And some people just take MCTs as a supplement yep, to give them energy. Yep. Yeah. Versus if if you just bought it off, I mean, bought a granola in the shop, it's probably just palm or canola, sunflower. Yeah, and I don't think people realise what those oils are actually doing to them because that's what they were told to switch over to in the 70s. Yeah, that canola was good for your health, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Whereas, you know, the the inflammatory effect that the, the most of our takeaway food or, or, as you said before, what's in our food in the supermarket shelves mm-hmm. is, is terrible for yeah, that combination of sugar and those toxic oils. So your products, they were all really clean. I noticed on the ingredients that there's literally, they're as minimal as they could be. Was that a specific aim you had? Mm, definitely, you wanted it to be as much nuts as possible. And if you read the labels, the first few ingredients are always all the kinds of different nuts we put in, like almonds, pecans, as well as hazelnuts, the one that you like. And uh, we do put a bit of sweetener, but it comes later on. So it's not a key ingredient at all. Yeah, that's amazing. And that I noticed they had a really beautiful texture around the, like the granola had that beautiful texture around the outside, which actually, yeah, I found myself just taking the packets with me in the car and, you know, eating it like a trail mix. Yeah. So it's like those little clusters that you get. Yeah. It's actually the flaxseed that does the wonders of binding them together. The what? Flaxseed. 
golden flax seed. Yep. Nice. That's so. Yeah, I noticed they were really clean, and I, I felt you know sometimes when you eat products from the supermarket and you just once you're sort of low carb, you can tell when you eat and you're like, oh, I just don't feel so good anymore. Whereas when I ate yours, I was like, it was like, wow, you know, my brain's springing to life. I could tell it was quality. Yes, we really want to keep with this quality, for sure. So what, how did you start your business? Like, what did you do? You went, okay, well, I know I make a good granola. Like, what happened? Back in Singapore, I was just making granolas as well as some breads. And then some friends started buying off me. I mean, they just tested it when I went to the office and then, I mean, they're not low-cut people, but some of them are, are gym goers and someone was like, oh, my dad is diabetic. I can't just buy some for my dad to try. Yeah, and slowly the name went around and then I started to look into packaging, costing. That's how it started before COVID. That. <laughs> yeah, bloody COVID. And so like, what's your dream? What, where, where does it go from here? But originally, our dream was to actually have a cafe. We have a menu already, but but we didn't expect parenting to be so hard. <laughs> yeah, so, so I have my son in April 2020. He's turning three now, soon. Yeah, but we are still struggling. And uh, so the granola business is the main thing for now. Amazing. So he's nearly three. Yeah, it's busy when they're that age, huh? Yeah, up till they are 18, I think. <laughs> How do you, you maybe twenty five? Okay. <laughs> how do you, how do you feed him then? Like, if you guys are pretty low carb, yeah. what? How do you make it so that it fits into his lifestyle too? So he's a meat lover. So lucky thing, I think he could be a carnivore next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does get a bit of carbs. We don't take that away from him, and in school definitely feeds him a lot of carbs. So whatever we prepare, he might just get a bit of. A pasta or a little bit of brown rice or sometimes he likes wraps so we make low-cup wraps he just eat them he doesn't know yeah and yeah. I think that's the thing if you don't know like what the eye doesn't see the heart doesn't grieve over so like what you can't see you don't realize sometimes maybe yeah he doesn't know so it's okay just keep it that way <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's super exciting as the as the fact that you can feed, you know, kids low carb and, and, you know, they actually don't know and it doesn't hurt their brain like people say it's going to. But I think before you're metabolically flexible, sorry, metabolically inflexible, so when you yep. have blood sugar issues, you know, kids obviously don't have that. So as long as they're eating real food and it sounds like you're feeding him a lot of real food rather than what's in packets. Yeah, I don't think we feed him much packet food, but we would have some rice crackers on the go and fruits if he really wants them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great way to bring up a child. How, like when you mentioned the kids party before, how was his behavior? Did you see a difference when he was eating all the rubbish? Oh, he doesn't have a sweet tooth. I'm so thankful for that. (laughs) All he ate was the blueberries and the dragon fruit from the fruit platter. No. And then he took a few nachos. I think that's not so bad, but he didn't want the cake. Yeah, he, he didn't want any other sweet stuff, thank God. Yeah, he doesn't have a sweet tooth. Wow, that is good. He is definitely coming back as a carnivore. <laughs> or maybe he's a carnivore in this life. Who knows? I think it, it's, it's a boy's thing. I think some boys just don't like cakes as much. But all the girls are like just having two large slices each. I wonder if it's a hormone thing for females. Hmm. Well, they're only like six-year-old girls, so... Yeah, I don't know. So, well, they're probably not doing hormones at six, but... So we don't know what, what they're thinking, right? Or what's going on. 
No, that'd be a good thing to actually ask some of the experts, wouldn't it? Yeah, the pediatricians. Maybe they'll know, like, why do why do female kids want desserts more than male kids, you know? Yeah, interesting. Oh, same for adults too. Same for adults. It like is. You love your cheesecake. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Women definitely crave. Oh, I reckon it's still to do. Like, you think about kids are building bodies, right? They're yep. building their brain. So there'd have to be some kind of your body craving. That's right. Yeah, I think. Okay, now I think you, I know you're busy. I've kept you for a fair while. I'm very sorry. Okay. I just wanted to touch on sauces and things. You were talking before about some of the Asian foods and because we might stay away from those sauces because they look like they've got, you know, carb central or sugars in them. You were talking about fish sauce in particular. What are some good sauces to actually cook with if you're low carb or keto? Actually, if it's soy sauce, you should look at the Kikoman brand, the Japanese okay. brand. Yeah, I think per 100 gram, it's about two to three grams of sugar only. And you're really okay. not going to use that much anyway. So that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. And then fish sauce, because it's fermented. So it's just a fish caught from the sea in Eastern Thailand. And then they sprinkle salt over and then they just put it under the really hot sun. Mm-hmm. And if there's any sugars at all that's left behind, it's all eaten away by the bacteria that's fermenting it. So fish sauce is literally no carbs. Nice. Are there any other good sauces? Mm, I think these two are the best ones, but use herbs, use lemongrass, use coriander. Onions do have some sugar, so just mm-hmm. don't overdo it. But some people are not that strict, so they're okay with more onions. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's the key, isn't it? Like, do you do you? Yep. And I reckon that's what makes it sustainable. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think everybody has to be accepting of each other and try not to judge. It's really hard not to judge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And not to be evangelistic about this too. <laughs> when you start to, you know, your brain starts to work better and you're like, you've got to try this. And everyone's like, oh, back off. It's <laughs> <laughs> too funny. All right. Where can people find you, Melissa? So on our website, www.chowchowomgoodness.com. Tell me about the om in the middle. Actually means to make peace. It's like that, you know, you said said four-legged, I mean, sorry, two-legged, cross legs down and yeah, just put your hands on your ends of your knees and close your eyes. Om is like to make peace and, you know, just be in line with yourself. So actually it's about food that's in alignment, real food. Is Is that how that all ties together? Yeah, food that makes your body feel good and then your brain will automatically just feel right. Yeah, no nice. brain fog. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Well, we'll link all that down the bottom so people can find you. They can. Are you active on social media? Yes, we have our Facebook and Instagram pages. So just chow on goodness and you'll be able to find us easily. Amazing. Guys, go and check out the website. There is so much good stuff there. And I... Was it the chocolate granola? Which one was it? Hazelnut chocolate granola. That's the one you like? Yeah. (laughs) So good. So if you guys are coming to retreat, you will be able to taste this phenomenal granola and you'll be able to do some cooking with Melissa as well. So Melissa, thank you so much for your time. I'm excited to see you in July. Thank you, Emma. We'll see you in a few months. I can't wait. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya.
Thank you.